Hello, welcome to Green Dudes, the only Green Day podcast that matters. Uh, you can count on that. Uh, I am Connor Mack. I'm here with my best pal in the world and uh, Green Day brother in arms, uh, Connor Kelly. Connor, how's it going? Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. It's a rainy Sunday, and, um, you know, I, I have mostly been able to spend it indoors, relaxing, so so that's cool. Yeah, know? yeah, you're, you're lazing on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I'm easy, like, Sunday morning. Name, name the band, not, not that, not the one you said, but lazing <clears throat> on a Sunday afternoon. Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on, buddy. Lazing on I don't a know. Sunday afternoon. What? This is on and that this is off of an album that we listened to um, in our our youth. Are you saying lazing or blazing? Lazing. Or lazing. Lazing. Lazing on a Sunday afternoon. A, a band? Is it a band that we still listen to, or like not um, anymore? Uh, I, you know, yes and no. It's it's it is. It, it was rotating in my my CD player rollerblading. I remember, um, like in between, like like with like Three Chairs for Sweet Revenge and, you know, any Green Day album. But it was not from that era. Oh, it's not like a, um, yeah, it's not a, a mid two thousands or early two thousands band. I don't know. That's that's not that helpful for me. Queen, you bozo. Queen from oh, the Night of the Opera. Of course. You remember that? Remember that that uh that you know somehow that that was kind of on the the rotation back then too. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember. I I have like a really vivid memory of you like um, singing Bohemian Rhapsody at me. Yeah. Like, like we were in your basement, and I'm just like sitting on the couch, and you're like you're like running around. You know, we had those like uh, those like red support beams. Yep, I can picture in that. the basement, that I, and you'd be like twirling around that shit, like singing it. You know, and I'm just like, wow, like this kid is nuts. Yeah, you were, yeah. Uh, you know, c- kind of like freak mode. I feel you like we in, did like, that a lot. Freak mode then. I feel yeah, like that happened a lot. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not saying like I, you know, I didn't didn't partake, didn't enjoy it, but I, but I remember like you, you specifically, you know, kind of kind of going it's like the the spirit was moving you yes yeah so, yeah, yeah, there, yeah. There, there, there was definitely a queen era yeah i went sure. freak mode go freak mode and in I mean, the basement and, and some of that it's some of that's tied to green day too you know with like the the bohemian rhapsody opening you know yeah well you know what the funny uh, live thing, shows no because no, no, the funny thing is is that was before they started using bohemian rhapsody as their opener would it have been connected at all to um, the? Would would it have been connected to the MCR and used cover version of Under Pressure, I, which then yeah. would have been linked to Bowie and Freddie Mercury? I absolutely think that um, the, <laughs> the the like MCR's influence, like 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 the the Queen influence, is is what made me. Um, well, you know. It's it's two pronged here. It's it's MCR's um, 
uh, you know, noted, you know, influence from Queen. And also my dad just had a, had that CD in his collection. And, gotcha. and so that, so it was very easily accessible for me. Um, so yeah, so, but yeah, it's, it's funny how, how that, you know, ends up as the iconic, uh, you know, Green Day song that plays over the PA at Green Day shows. Yeah. It's the whole, whole audience pumped up for the, the band to come on or the drunk bunny to run on the stage. Um, so yeah. This, this is like six degrees of Green Day, you know? I know. Yeah. You, you, you can't ever get too far away from them. It's true. Um, Today on Green Dudes, though, we're not talking about uh, any one song in particular. This is a kind of special episode. Uh, we are, a- a- as I said, we're, we- we're going to be with you um, throughout the whole lead up to, to uh, their forthcoming album, Saviors, which, which releases on January 19th, I believe. Um, we're-, we're here with you every step of the way, holding your hand, guiding you telling you which opinions are right which are wrong um just that kind of stuff so there's there, there's much to talk about and more in this episode um but but you know to to start you know connor now it's it's been a few weeks since since the album was announced a few weeks since both singles <coughs> dropped uh i know the band has has played some shows they've done some appearances we've even yeah. watched some interviews together actually um, yes, we did. Which was fun. What What's your impression of you know the state of the band here in the lead up to Saviors? What's going through that head of yours? Yeah, I mean, from what I've seen, kind of like putting it all together, put like the interviews, um, the singles, the music videos, and even like some of the hella mini tour shows, like especially that that pub set that we watched. Uh, together when they they played that um that London pub um, there's there's just a lot of great energy surrounding them and they're really good at drumming them that up like just before uh, an album release you yeah, know it's absolutely. like Green Day has this really exciting album cycle you know that that they that they kind of go through and the hype leading up to a new album is you know often one of the the more exciting times to be a Green Day fan because that's like when they they usually start you know pulling different songs from their back catalog or um, you know playing playing shows and 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 doing things for promotion that you know they might not really get the chance to do once all the gears are turning and they're they're on like the main. Um, you know, like arena tour or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, it's it's been a really cool rollout. Um, I like what what they've had to say about it. Um, you know, talking about how the the album is kind of this this huge mixture of like so many different facets of Green Day. Like it's not it's not just gonna be like a political commentary record, but it's not just a straight rock and roll album it, it feels like um there's a really electrifying kind of mixture of sounds and and influences and goals that they're they're trying to like reach here so it's it's been really cool yeah. I've, I've been really happy to 
keep up with it and, and see what's going on there. Absolutely. You know, I, I totally agree. Um, it's, it's, it's been cool. You know, they, they did a few interviews. I think they, they were all in Canada. That's pretty much all they, they, they're only giving press to Canada right now. Yeah. That um, was, that was funny. Cause Billy kept saying, he's like, he's like, by the way, by the way, uh, uh, uh <laughs> I, I'm so, I'm somewhat of a Canadian myself. Yep. He's part yeah. Canadian and, and uh, yeah. you know, he's Canadian in law. Uh, (laughs) it's, it's funny because like you could tell he like, he prepared that joke for just for the Canadian press. He was so excited. He was so excited to, to, uh, whip that one out. And, uh, I mean, you know, good on you, Billy. Good on you, Billy. Um, but but yeah, there's an, there's an excitement in the air and, uh, it, it seems like they all know that it's like a special album. Um, that's just the kind of feeling that I get that, that it's. It, that that they're really satisfied and really proud of the work, and um, one thing that I will note that I've said to you privately, but I want to go on public record, is uh, you know they they they've now talked about uh, father of all a little bit in in hindsight, and um, they're not throwing it under the bus. They're they're still proud of it. They're they're uh, you know. Acknowledging it was a left turn, which they have from the beginning, but uh, it, it it seems like the public perception of it uh, is you know it's 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 not putting them in a place where they want to to say oh it was a mistake, which which I think they did a little bit with the trilogy, and so I'm excited. They did, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited that they're still standing by their guns. <clears throat> yeah, I wonder if in a way that's a lesson they learned from the trilogy because I think that they. You know, we're just as proud of that too. Um, Absolutely, they were. But I think they were they were made to kind of feel, um, you know, ashamed is too strong a word, but essentially like to second guess their um, their choices with it, right? Um, I, I think that they were made to feel like it was a misstep, when in actuality, you know, it's it's still a really intriguing. Um, and and super ambitious project that that they set out to do and you know more more or less accomplished with uh, flying colors. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad that they they do not they, they have not been made to feel like they need to distance themselves from Father of All because <clears throat> you know it is it's. It's funny because, like, Foam is sort of like the Nega trilogy, you know? It's like, um, not completely, obviously, but, like, just in terms of uh, the the focus of it, I just really appreciate it. It's like, hey, like, let's let's put out, like, a 27-minute record um, yeah, yeah, yeah. with all, all these different sounds on it, you know? And they, they really, they scale back instead of, like, you know, blowing up. Um, but yeah, they're, they're always, they're always looking to, to push themselves or take those left turns. And, um, it is, it is like really nice to see that, um, that they're still happy with the work they did. Yeah. They should be. At 100%. I, I still think it's a great record. Um, and you know, I, I think like the trilogy, time will be kind to it. Fans will, will come around to it eventually. Um, and as an added, you know, plus, and we're going to kind of go into this a little, uh, little bit when we talk about the Hella Tiny tour, um, but they, 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 they debuted Graffiti, um, 
which which is a song that I think everyone had been dying to hear live, and so that's that's super um, it, it, encouraging. You know, you might hear some of these songs live, so uh, that's pretty cool. But um, going back to the future here. Um, Ooh, Back to the Future. Back to the that's Future. Cool. That's actually, you know, I'm I'm not sure if you picked up on that, but that's a movie reference. That right. That's a that's a subtle movie reference yeah. to a, a what what some consider to be a hidden gem. Yeah, it's it's it, it's a little known um, indie flick starring uh, Michael J. Fox. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. One of the more obscure art house films of the '80s. As yes. I understand. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's you know not for everyone, but. But it's it's uh, pretty darn good if you're you know a more sophisticated kind of uh, yeah. connoisseur of of, of film. Um, anyways, uh, today on the show, um, primarily I think it would be a lot of fun to talk about uh, some of the things that have come out in the press, and it's it's not really a lot. They 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 are kind of a keeping things under wraps i mean they just announced the the track list publicly like a week or two ago um and uh what i wanted to do was at at, at some point in the last couple of weeks a few things kind of like leaked out uh like in on on like foreign websites um while they were kind of doing the rounds in in like paris and uh the uk and stuff um and there was a website that that posted a, a track by track review of of Saviors, the new album, and that that was pretty exciting. Because um, as a fan, I want to like dive in, just like dig into to all these songs and like develop all these preconceived ideas and like hype myself up to a point where. Uh, like, like no matter how good the album is, I will be disappointed. You know, that's kind of like my, that's what I do every album cycle. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yes. You're famously let down by every Green Day record. No, I mean, if I was normal, that would be the, the outcome. <laughs> yeah, right. It, but uh, because I am me, no matter how excited I am, uh, it, it still actually exceeds my expectations. So uh, that's, that's just who I am. But um, anyways, and, and this is kind of a mystery because this website that that put out this um this track by track review uh the review was taken down like a, f- a few days after it came out because you know one has to assume like green day's team was like no 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 hold off it's it's not time yet we're not ready for for that kind of information to get out there uh that this is not part of our uh you know planned promotion uh reel it in guys and uh so so they deleted it they wiped it from the internet but Luckily, I've got the screenshots, baby. Wow. I've got the freaking screenshots. You were prepared. Oh, I was. I was. And uh, what's, what's even more fun is I, I forget what website it was. And I forget what country the website is, <laughs> what country of origin it is. So, so it is translated um, yeah. from a website uh, that, you know, it's German or French. It may be French, uh, but so, so, so they like, they, they, they give examples of, of lyrics and you can kind of tell that, that the lyrics are not, they're, 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 they're not quite actually the lyrics. So, right, they they've been just like run through a generic translator. Exactly. Or yeah, whatever. They, they they ran them through Google Translate or something, <clears throat> and, 
uh, posts to them like like this. And so I, I think that's even kind of more fun, like because because you know we're 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 getting kind of like incorrect version uh, versions of like this information. So we don't have to you know it's it's not like we're spoiling anything really. We're just kind of getting like hints of of what's to come. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's see how it goes. Okay, so on this track by track, the first song covered is Bobby Socks. Hell yeah. Bobby Socks. I'm so baby. ready for Bobby Socks. I know. I mean it's it is a unique uh it's a unique title. Um and so the review reads It starts with slow and somewhat quotes sloppy guitar chords and voice. After a couple of rounds, he attacks the full band with a very aggressive sound. Billy Joe, spelled B-I-L-L-Y, himself gives us an almost metal vocal performance in the chorus. Very scratchy. To Chester Bennington, R.I.P., which he rarely heard before in the past. The song itself is fun and catchy. There is also something reminiscent of the Weezers in the bearing and arrangement. (laughs) Oh, that is funny, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I like that uh, me- metal Billy Joe and in reminiscent of the Weezers. I love the Weezers. Um, and so here here are some standout lyrics from from this review. Uh, Do you want to be my girlfriend? We'll walk the cemetery and I'll kiss you again, and make our dead friends blush. Story of a zombie date. Wow, it seems like. Uh... <clears throat> Seems like we're doing more with like the uh, like horror zombie uh, lyrics. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You're right. Yeah, that that's um, I it, who knows how intentional that was. I wonder if if a Billy Joe had it in his mind that he wanted a a zombie music video that far out. I, I don't know. Maybe I mean because it seems like like look ma no brains is yes you know is pretty obvious like zombie reference yes. in it. It almost feels like um, what's that? Uh, that famous movie, not Back to the Future. Um, it's like what is it? They sleep, right? Or uh, uh, isn't, they, isn't it all about uh, that that guy who's able to like see through the yeah, propaganda of America? I, I think that's called They Live. They live. Yeah. Thank you. They live. I think that is it. It, it feels a little bit like that in in the sense that. Um, I don't know. I guess just like look, looking at America through that that lens of sort of like um, zombie consumerism. Yeah. Uh, I wonder. Yeah, and that does kind of part fit of in. like what what Billy's thinking about with with like the American dream is killing me and, it, and all that. Exactly. What I was gonna say yeah, that does kind of fit the, the the vibe of the American dream is killing me. Um, and actually, you know, for for the nerds out there. Uh, the music video for uh, Back in the USA is is a, a They Live um, parody, or or that's what the inspiration was, uh, is for uh, that music video, which is which is a fun video. It's one of their better ones in recent years. Um, all right, so jumping into the next one, Connor. This is this is a uh, uh, song that we have heard before, but not in the way that we're going to hear it on the album. This is One Eyed Bastard. Okay. Do you remember this one? Uh, like not, not immediately. Yeah. Not specifically. This one leaked um last year at some point, and 
everyone was like, oh, no, it's not on the album. It, 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 it's, it's a good song, but it's not on the album. It was recorded in 2020, whatever. And then lo and behold, it's on the album. Yep. Um, okay, so here here is their review. It goes, again, the triplet rhythm peeps out. Here, more aggressive <laughs> and heavy with a real riff that sounds almost like Black Knight's Deep Purple. And so if you forgot connor on the on the leak there's a guitar riff that is like almost identical to uh the pink song so what oh yeah i do remember that now yes is that the song is that one i bastard that's one i bastard yeah okay yeah no i i do remember that yeah yes and uh it's like immediate that was the very first thought i was struck by and so was everyone else yeah 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 and i i i I kind of think, you know, now they're saying the riff sounds like Deep Purple, which makes me think that maybe they changed the riff. I really kind of hope they did. I know. It's like too close. It it's really is. Close, yeah. I mean, if they didn't change it, then it's like, whatever. Okay. I mean, yeah. it's not that it sounded bad. It's just that it literally sounded like a sample. You know? It does. Well, so. well, that's the thing is if they don't change it, then Pink is going to be credited on, on the song. You know? Yes. Yeah, Pink, you're right. Pink is going to be given a credit on the Green Day album, which would, <laughs> which would be really funny, I think. Um, okay. Yeah, we're and, mixing colors now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I know. Uh, and the, the lyrics here, uh, they actually do get right, I think. I always liked you, but I'm glad that you're all dead. A vendetta is a friend of mine. Revenge is sweeter than wine. Uh, they say the violent component that we would not expect from Green Days, although it is not clear against whom it is directed. Hmm. So far with these descriptions of the first two tracks, they're, they're kind of painting this picture of a more aggressive sound. And um, yeah. I wonder what that really means because you know green day still has this habit of keeping things like very melodic and uh and soaring and like arena ready a lot of the times you know and so it kind of makes me think um i I wonder if it's more in line with something like christian's inferno you know oh yeah um, yeah yeah it's it's like yeah it's it's still it's not that it doesn't feel like a green day song but but there's like a real edge that they kind of inject into a track like that. It, that's that's kind of what I'm imagining when they when they describe things like that. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that kind of grit in Billy's voice. But but that actually makes me think of of uh, <laughs> you know we talked about kind of like how how run ups to the album coming out is like one of the, mo- the the more fun times to be a fan. I think you're totally right about that. Makes me think of of the lead up to uh, 21st Century Breakdown, actually, and that was a fun time to be a fan. We we were that was our first um, lead up to any Green Day album because we 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 became fans after American Idiot dropped. Um, right. So so yeah, that that was really <clears throat> exciting. Um, and I remember actually there was a track to, a track by track um, article just like this one, um, and. You know, I, it actually had, I think, Billy Joe talk about some of the songs. And um, he said about Christian's Inferno that that was like one of the where, where he, he, he thought that that was the angriest, most hateful song he had ever written and that he doesn't he like didn't want his son to listen to it. And I, and I was like, <laughs> you know, at the time, I'm like, oh, my God, it must be like really intense. 
and then now like knowing knowing that song for the last you know 15 years i'm like that's kind of funny that's like that's pretty silly now he he, he didn't want his son hearing about the atomic baby <laughs> you know yeah yeah um i mean it it is funny because <clears throat> when you're leading when you're leading up to an album when you're promoting it I do think there's this there's this tendency to exaggerate because you you want things to sound um you know you want it to hook people you want people to be invested and interested and uh, yeah exactly it is it is funny it feels like the other thing that always crops up um like inevitably on any like um Green Day record or whenever there's a new release, it's like, oh, yeah, you know, it's like they kind of went back to that Dookie sound. It kind of sounds like Dookie, you know. People love to throw that one out there. Always, um, always. They said that about Red so Red. It, yeah, I don't know. So it it is funny. And it, it and it's, I don't know, it's interesting to get, like, the perspective of, of Billy, you know, as a songwriter because I, I kind of, you know, he's, he's, as we've discussed, like, very genuine, very hard on sleeve. Like, he, he probably did think that. Um, <clears throat> in the lead up to that, but you're just like, you know, really Christians Inferno? Like, what about Platypus? Like, we're yeah, just not exactly, gonna yeah, Platypus. consider anything else in the discography. I like, know, okay. I know. Most songs on Insomniac, it's like okay, um, yeah. So that was really funny. Um, but but yeah, you know about uh, One Eyed Bastard again. I I like this song. Fans, um, people listening, if if you haven't heard this song, um. I don't know. It is out there on the interwebs. I'm sure you could find it. Um, Connor, what would you say? Is it worth listening to the leak now that we're close to the album and hearing the, uh, the actualized version? Yeah, it might be interesting, especially if, you know, what we're speculating on here could potentially be true. If they change the riff, um, it'd be kind of interesting to get the context and the before and after. So I, I do think it's worth checking out and... And really, the only knock I have against it is how much it sounds like that fucking Pink song. I mean, otherwise, it's a really cool song. It is um, a cool song, yeah. I remember it It made me think kind of back to um, the... Uh, I mean, again, talk about like build-ups to, to album cycles, but before Foam was announced, um, we got that, like, that fake album. The oh my god, yeah, Mag- something of the inglorious kind, magnum opus of the inglorious kind, magnum yeah, opus yeah. of the inglorious kind, yeah. And um, I feel like this one I bastard song, it, it feels a little bit like that, honestly. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that that big epic kind of scope to it, yeah. especially the way it like changes between the different parts, like it almost feels like a multi part song the way they shift into like those different gears, totally. So it, yeah, it, it is it, interesting, it, it's it's epic, and I think it kind of actually has like the swagger of like uh, like holiday or say goodbye too so i think it's a cool song and we'll see what they did with it yes bada bing bada boom bam um next on the track list and i think these are out of order too so uh just keep that in mind uh we have dilemma and uh they have this to say about dilemma we all know about billy joe's problems with alcohol and substance abuse a little less obvious that he decides to get naked and talk about it frankly and directly in a song with an unequivocal meaning. Chapeau. That's a French word, right? Chapeau? It's like I don't know. It's C H A P E A U. I think we've cracked the code. I think it I think it's it I mean it, Yeah. 
Sounds French. I think it's a French translation. Um, so yeah, it seems like this is a, a song about uh, Billy Joe's, uh, uh, you know, substance abuse issues. Um, he gets naked. I think they mean that the he's you know gets naked metaphorically. Right. You're he's very vulnerable. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Not not like the music video comes out and he's naked in the video. Um, maybe when he was like recording vocals, um, he was naked. You That's know? a good idea. I should try that because I I I, I <clears> would <throat> imagine that that would make you feel more vulnerable. Yeah, maybe. Um, hey, you know what else? You were saying like, oh yeah, maybe it's it's French. Probably right. I wonder if this could be connected to any of the Canada promo though, because um, you know, because like French is really prominent yeah. there. Well, yeah, maybe they were in French Canadian, as they say. Yeah, French Canadian. I think the issue with that and this, I mean, I, I don't think it it matters. I think they were on the the west coast of Canada. I think the French side is on the East Coast. Okay, so maybe. But I don't know. And and they were in 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 uh, they had a show the, in Paris. The, the, so the timeline right doesn't doesn't match. Okay. But that no that that that's a good. So it's shot, like though. it's like French it's like French 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 it's French like truly yeah, French. We all know we all know Connor that I mean French Canadians they're not really French you know it's like I mean they're not they're, they're not, not French really like French. French people are like. There's a place called France. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't you know? know, there's a little place <laughs> like called France, and that's, that's where, where French people yeah. are. Yeah, uh, but you know, I, I actually did go to Quebec this year um, for a little bit, and I was like, I was like really shocked because um, we went to like Montreal, and and there's some people that talk that that, that speak French there, and I go, oh, yeah, it's kind of cool, whatever. Most people spoke English. Then you go to Quebec, and it's like everyone freaking speaks French. Yeah. You're like, welcome to France, motherfucker. Exactly. And it felt like I was in France, but it's like a whole, it's a whole uh, city of people cosplaying as French people. That'd be cool if there was like just one state in America, you go there and like everyone's British. Oh, that would be odd. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's gotta be like, oh yeah, they, they, they just like never stopped being British. I know that would be, that would be really cool. It'd be perfect if it was like somewhere in New England. (laughs) <laughs> yeah or maybe yeah. that's too obvious what if it was like kansas right yeah it was like <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be like um really bizarre england milwaukee or something you know? yeah <laughs> do you have the uh the like like the guards <clears throat> at the governor's office with the yeah. hats and the red jackets the and stuff yeah yes that would be yep. awesome um anyways yeah so back to dilemma um here are some selected lyrics from the song again i don't know if these are uh correct lyrics but I was sober, now I'm drunk again. I'm in trouble and in love again. I don't want to be a dead man walking. I mean... I don't know. They, it's uh, sounds, interesting to, to hear the, the yeah, struggle, right? Yeah, like no, he's, I mean... He's, they, still, yes. he's still struggling. They they sound like uh, Billy Joe lyrics, and I, I, I like them. I can imagine him singing them, and uh, as... You know, somebody who's who's not unfamiliar with that, you know, struggle in in in, in terms of uh, you know myself and people that I know. It's like it's I think it's cool to uh, sing so candidly about it, you know. Um, and I I uh, I welcome it. I think it's you know I think it's a uh, it's it's a uh, important and um, so that yeah I'm 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 very excited for this song. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, and, like addiction and substance abuse, like it's it's not something that you just conquer 
and you're you're done with it's like a lifelong yeah um you know uh like kind of like conflicts that that you always have to to keep in check you always have to like actively um work to like maintain the progress absolutely so, yeah yeah um, yeah um you're, you're absolutely right and this is something that we kind of talked about too like uh the you, you can kind of see a through line this is one of the topics billy joe has been singing about since his youth you know and um so so just to kind of still be so honest at you know 30 something years in at 51 years old i think that's really cool agreed yeah for sure this that you know this will definitely attract to look out for like i wonder how much of of that is on the album like is it is it just like this one song that that we focus on it or is it going to be like spread you know throughout throughout yeah other, other tracks? yeah yeah that, that's that's a good question um all right jumping into the next one this is another song that we do know but only the live version you guessed it right folks i'm talking about 1981 uh they, they say, again, the influence of the Ramones is very evident for another direct and energetic piece. Perfect for live. Well, they're right about that because they've played it live like five times already. Yep. Um, the, the lyrics uh, noted are, she is a Cold War in my head and I am East Berlin. Pain, commies and cocaine, slam dance and acid rain. We live the dream for 15 minutes of fame. And I think that's. I think that's right. right? I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that that is what what's said in the song, um, and, they, and, they, and and they say bizarre dream of a jet set over the curtain. That's what the, the reviewer says. Bizarre dream of a jet set over the curtain. Sounds right. Sounds sounds like that's the vibe. Yeah, whatever that means. Um, and, and yeah, that that's a that's a song that we do know already, but it's it's fucking awesome. It's it's a it's, it's a really fun bop, and I'm I think it's gonna sound awesome as fuck on on the record um all right the next song that is covered is good night adeline they say here is the good old harmonic um one five four five round on the chorus that of you two's with or without you so to speak a true passe part out of pop and rock songwriting it is the typical song of Green Day with accompaniment of slow power chords in the octave. Very melodic and also passionate since it also deals with the theme of addictions. Well, um, there we have it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the lyrics selected are Some days are holidays. Some days you call your mother. Some days you're sober, but you're still waking up with a hangover. It's cool. I can I can imagine those uh, as being pretty spot on lyrically too. Yeah, so. no, that 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 sounds pretty uh pretty correct. And um I I I I love uh you know, it sounds like it's going to be a cool ballad, you know, a, like a classic Green Day ballad and I uh I'm I'm all for that. And actually, you know what? In another interview uh recently, um I think Billy Joe said that um Mike does like some kind of doo-woppy bass in this song. And so that mm. that makes me really excited because, you know, there, there's kind of that that uh, similar vibe on uh, "Meet Me on the Roof" um, a little bit, and 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 I love I love Mike's bass on that song. Yeah, you're right. It's just funny because going off the description, it doesn't sound like it's going to have like 
that forward momentum that Meet Me I on know. the Roof has. So it's like, yeah. how do those two things mix? That's I know. I, I think it'll be less like a bouncy soul <clears throat> doo-wop and more like um, like Earth Angel kind of stuff, you know, like slow, slower kind yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, no. It oh, so yes. Exciting. I see what you mean. That's um, cool. Okay. So that's see. a pretty good um, Back to the Future reference there, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. I, I mean, it, it it comes full full circle. I didn't realize you were such a fan of, of, of such a such a underground. I know. Um, you cinephile. Didn't, you didn't you know that I was so cultured, but I am. Okay, so next on the list, we and actually this is kind of unfortunate because this is cut off. I don't actually have the lyrics that. Uh, that they provided for the song. So we're kind of in the dark. I only have, um, the, the description that is given, um, this one is coma city. Uh, you know, I, I believe that's the city in the, 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 that's the, it's just a few towns over from murder city. That's exciting. Um, the song tells the dystopian vision of a lawless city in un, unreaky unrement. It starts with an epic introduction with a stubborn guitar and a loose drum and bass. It closes with a very intense tale. Hmm. Maybe maybe we just get like a spoken word ending. Just, just yeah. all 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 uh, you know, singing. All all just just focus on the lyrics. Almost like uh you know, misery or something like telling a story. Yeah, that that would be interesting. Telling the story of Coma City. Um, I don't know. I, I I I like the sound of the, of of starting with a. Uh, well, first off, it starts with an epic introduction. So I mean, that sounds cool. And then a stubborn guitar. It's like when you you want to play and your guitar is like, no, not not right now, not today. Yeah, actually, you know what? I I think that that's how you would classify the beginning of Good Riddance when Billy Joe is like, Dan and it. I think that's a stubborn guitar. Yeah, yeah, maybe I can, I can see that. So yeah, that 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 song holds a lot of mystery there. Um, but yeah, I'm excited nonetheless. I'm 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 allured by the title, and I, and also in another interview, in the same interview I referenced earlier. Billy Joe mentions uh, that Trey does a cool drum, that there's a really, like a really cool drum part that Trey does in that song. So it's always exciting. Um, next up, we have Corvette Summer. Um, I don't even remember. Is that really a song on the record? That I don't is. Even remember that. Yeah, that Corvette track. Summer is a song on the record. Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, uh, it, it reminds me of, um, you know, we, we, we had neighbors who were like really into Corvettes growing up. You're right. right yeah. And, yes. and so, so it, it you know reminds me of them having their Corvette in the driveway all summer long, and then te- you know tending to it as if it was this the most precious thing in the whole world. Yeah, felt like hardly ever driving it too. You yeah, know, like yeah, it would just yeah. sit there. Yeah, it would just sit there. It would just sit um, there and and catch the eyes of passersby, so they would know that you know uh, they were lesser than. Um, because yes. no yeah. Corvette, yeah. So that's they, right. They they have a Corvette and you don't. Exactly. So. Yeah. So so that's a Corvette summer to me. Um, but the uh, the review says it is a beautiful declaration of love for rock music in its essence. 
The song itself is quite simple, almost garage rock, as is convenient for a piece with this intent. Hmm. The, uh, the lyrics selected are, don't want no money, don't want no fame, all I want is my records, making my pain go away. Yeah, sounds sounds very reminiscent of the Weezers too. Yes, know, just that kind yeah. of. Um, <laughs> it's like that 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 very um, you know romanticized kind of like man you know rock and roll saved me you know it's like it's it's like that that spiritual understanding you know it's like yeah yeah which which of course church of rock and roll man exactly you know which of course i intimately understand and i am a card-holding member of the church of rock and roll and have been for most of my life um i get it you know and and uh you know comparing it to that to, to 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 that song by the Weezer's records. Um, yes, yeah. I just hope this song has like more shout outs to bands. Like I hope they reference. <laughs> yeah, yes, there like, wasn't enough. There right? wasn't enough. I think they they reference Nirvana and Rihanna. You know, I hope we get some some of that in this one. I hope they reference Pink and uh, yes. yeah, they, they and should. who else? Maybe like um, Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande. I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah. Creed. Creed. Yes, yes. <laughs> All, just the titans of rock and roll, you know. Uh, but no, uh, I, I think that that has a the potential to be like a really cool, fun garage rock song that like is maybe a little bit stupid, but like I feel really deeply in my heart. Yes, I, I think that's that's exactly what it will be. Yeah, um, that's that's what I imagine too. Uh, next up on the list, we have Susie Chapstick. The what's her name of our uh, of our story? <laughs> um, the review yeah, says Susie Chapstick and Bobby Socks. Yes, exactly. A match made in heaven. Um, all right. So, so the the review says it would seem like another song dedicated to the theme of addictions, and probably to a person who is no longer there. The very melodic guitar chords, a complete a complete with acoustic guitar, peeking out for the first time on the record have something vaguely Springsteenian. Nerdy note, the piece closes with a seventh major chord, really unexpected harmonic finesse for a band that bases almost everything on power chords. It's intriguing. It is. I don't know what that, I don't know what that sounds like. As I know. someone who doesn't really know shit about anything. You know, but, um, again, I do want to remind folks here that we are musicians. <clears throat> we do have a band or we play project. guitar. We play guitar a lot, a lot. And we have been since we were young, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm only speaking for myself here, but like, I, uh, w- I'm not good at guitar again, so uh, I don't really know what that means. But it sounds really cool. Yeah, yeah. Really, just the idea that you know the outro is is um, doing something different, maybe even kind of like contrasting with the rest of the song um, is good enough for me. So. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's cool. And here are the selected lyrics we have. Will I ever see your face again? Not just from photos on Instagram. Or no, sorry. It says, not just photos from an Instagram. Will you say <laughs> hello from across the street? From a place in time we used to meet. Yeah. Um, kind of sounds like if someone was like, it's like, oh yeah, um, 
it's like you're trying to make what's her name again i don't know yeah yeah like, what's her name in in 2023 yeah exactly um so and it'll it'll be funny if there really is an instagram reference because that means we would have gotten tiktok and instagram that's on this record that's what i was gonna say it, it's it's uh you know it almost seems like maybe that's a goal that billy has is is he's gonna reference all of the major social media platforms on this record i mean you know what what's left uh facebook and twitter yeah, but the real question is, will he say X? That's a great question. Yeah, I, I don't know. As, I mean, he's not really active on the platform, so I, I kind of feel like he doesn't even know that it's been changed. <laughs> yeah, maybe That's not. That's what, what, what I would guess. Um, as for me, like, I I don't know. I It, it's, it, kinda, it, it feels like a boomer opinion, but, like, it, it just it, it it feels wrong it feels wrong referencing social media platforms like tiktok and instagram in a song um and i thought the same thing about the american dream is killing me before i heard the song when i had just seen the lyrics um so it's all down to the context it's all down to how it sounds in the actual song it could work or it could like really take you out of it yeah for sure um I mean, we we did talk about our, our thoughts yeah. on on that with uh, the American Dream is killing me. So, uh, feel free to go back and listen to that episode if you're not sure where we landed on that or, or what we're talking about there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it'll we be talked a lot about it. It'll, it'll be interesting to to revisit that um, for this song and and see how successful or not we feel like that is because it is one of those things that like it feels like it would be better to just not do it at all it's like just don't do it but um i guess part of me still is you know i i i have this curiosity about it because um i don't know i I feel like billy could pull it off um but but it it does seem it does seem odd but that's okay because like making those odd decisions is also what what makes the uh, the discussion worthwhile, regardless of if we feel like it was well done or not. So yeah, totally remains to be seen. I agree. Um, and you know, uh, again, these lyrics might not be a hundred percent correct, but I can't imagine them translating something and getting Instagram like incorrectly. You know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's probably it on there. Probably in there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> next up we have strange days are here to stay. Uh, they say it's the dimensional apocalyptic piece that again, fishes out of the spirit of American idiot. It's cool. Cool thing to say. I don't know what it means <laughs> though. Uh, the intro has something reminiscent of Billy Bragg's style, only vocals and power chord and slightly distorted guitar downstroke. So that sounds pretty cool. I like Billy Bragg. He's a great, uh, you know, like political anthem kind of uh, singer. Um, And the lyrics selected are, Ever since Bowie died, it hasn't been the same. All the madmen going mental. Grandma's on the fentanyl now. Strange, (laughs) Strange days are here to stay. Wow. 
Bowie reference, though. A Bowie reference, yes, yes. Um, that is super exciting. Obviously, I'm a big Bowie fan. Um, it's that that's that's a uh, Billy is earning brownie points with me on that one. Yeah. And like I, you know, I do get it. Like I, uh, I, it is true. Ever since Bowie died, the world has gone insane. Like that's kind of something that everyone i think just knows they don't it's not something that we need to say even because it's just kind of the truth um was was bowie the 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 main factor maybe maybe he was i don't know yeah he could have been holding it all together um was that 2015 or 2016 oh that was a very early 2016 it was yeah 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 Yeah. okay i mean yeah lines up to me Sounds about yeah, right. Absolutely. Um, Connor, what do you think about grandma's on the fentanyl now? It's funny. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I laughed. I just uh yeah. it's it's kind of like a like a gonzo sort of lyric. It's yeah, it's weird. Yeah. I know. Um I, that's one that I really hope is is not incorrectly translated. I really hope that that's a that's an actual line on the song. It sounds like it is because of like the rhyme scheme. Like yeah, it feels yeah, like yeah. it works with the previous line. Does, so yeah. um that uh that's I don't know. It it is kind of cool. Feels feels like it's supposed to be some kind of commentary on like, oh yeah, you know, everyone's everyone's doped up on something, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you know, everyone uh Every, everyone needs something to like pretend to be sane or whatever. To- totally. Um, yeah, absolutely true. And I mean being honest like whose grandma isn't on fentanyl right now you know it's like i don't know not mine you know yeah every time i go you know like you know thanksgiving for example i you know go to 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 eat turkey dinner with them and then you know she's always pushing that fentanyl on me like after the meal Mm -hmm. she's like oh here's some fentanyl just to relax like you'll feel, <laughs> right? you know, on, you'll feel so good come on yeah and it's like dude get away from me no i don't i don't want that shit it's crazy yeah how all these grandmas are just they're eating that fentanyl up like candy it's um, an epidemic it is it is i mean you know they 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 used to uh keep like werther's in their purses now they keep fentanyl <laughs> it's like what the what the fuck Where, what does this world I come know. to i know you know what the solution is right less grandmas I mean, I think there's yeah. just too many grandmas. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I know, I know. It's, it's sad. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think the like the solution is 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 really like they they do. We can make it into a game show where like all the grandmas fight to the death, and like the the <laughs> there's only a certain amount that can <laughs> remain. You know, and those are the grandmas' right. survival of the fittest. You know, I think grandma yeah. edition. They um, they get all shuffled up. Everyone gets a new grandma after. Yeah. You know exactly to just change things up i think that would solve a lot of the problems we have in society actually um but no i, I get to, i get to keep my grandma because i i actually do love her and she doesn't do fentanyl so i was oh, just, okay. I was just gotcha. joking um that was just the one time then okay it was just the one time um right. next up we have living in the 20s um and, and you're kind of like the 2020s or the 1920s i don't know we'll see right uh the review says it's a song that basically continues in the wake of the previous one. The style is akin to the alternate the, the alternative rock of the hives. And here is a first true guitar solo all on a pentatonic scale. So now one of those fake solos. 
<laughs> I was gonna say, like, I'd be kind of surprised if this is the first song with a guitar solo it's in a it real on one. the record. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's Green Day is kind of a funny band because it's almost like every song has a guitar solo or none of them have a guitar solo you know like the trilogy is like every song has a guitar solo and then mm-hmm. you know like insomniac or something is like no guitar solos so right who knows we'll, we'll 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 see what they mean by that um the lyrics selected are another shooting in a supermarket i drink my media and turn it into vomit congratulations best of luck and blessings we're all together and we're living in the 20s Hmm. Yeah, kind of just one of those, you know, looking around and making observations at the crazy, fucked up America we all inhabit. Yeah, yeah. No, I think, uh, I, I think that that's true. I think that's that's what a lot of the record is going to be about, which is cool. Um, a lot of you know societal observations, and it it does obviously kind of feel like a you know bang bang comes to mind and some some songs from around that time period too and things have only gotten much worse in that in in the you know mass shooting epidemic that we have going on here in in uh good old us of a yeah uh, that's a real epidemic not like the grandma fentanyl one yes that's... yes yes true <laughs> just to be clear just to be clear we're not joking about this one this is this is that this yeah. is actually real um and so far, none of the shooters have been grandmas on fentanyl, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, so actually the solution is maybe to have more grandmas on fentanyl. Yeah, okay. More if, America's, if, if America's population was almost entirely grandmas on fentanyl, would there even be mass shootings? I don't wow, think so. Oh, that makes you think. Damn, you're right. Okay. Something to chew on. Uh, next up, we have Father to a Son. They say it's the most mo- it's the most moving piece of the disc. It is based on a very acoustic ac- accompaniment, acoustic guitar, piano and strings and non-trivial harmonic turns. The almost Beatlesian section of strings repeats a nice stubborn. <laughs> Where's the stubborn translation? Yeah, like, I don't like, know. Like, it's got to mean something. I know. What are they saying that's being translated into stubborn? Um, I don't know. We, we, we may never know. Uh, so yeah, this, this sounds like another, uh, beautiful ballad, which I'm here for. Um, the lyrics that they, that they point out are, you're a lighthouse in a storm from the day that you were born. Well, I made a few mistakes, but I'll never break your heart. A promise father to a son. Then another one. I never knew a love could be scarier than anger. And they say it's the most beautiful verses of Green Day and Saviors. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I could certainly see that. It's interesting because I I can't really think of songs that Billy's written about, you know, concerning his kids. So it uh, it is like cool to see him write so explicitly about it here. Yeah, it's kind of like... Um, makes me wonder what it'll be like, yeah. What have you been writing about for the last, you know, 25 years, dude? You've had these kids for a while. It's like, finally, <laughs> getting around to throwing them a song away. Right, yeah. No, He's no, like, oh, I, yeah, shit, 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 yeah. doing that. Uh, no, no, but I, 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 I do uh, think that this will be a really 
um, poignant song and touching. And I think it is, yeah, it, it it's kind of a, uh, a long time coming. And I, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, hear it. You know, I think it'll be um, quite emotional. And the the Beatlesian strings really do um, excite me. Yeah. Next up, we have the title track, Saviors. And uh, this is kind of, this is where the, the review gets baffling. Because um, they have a lot to say about every other song. But for this song, they say, Bizarre that there is nothing particular to say about the title track. A piece not noteworthy. That's all what? I have to say about it. <laughs> uh, they, they do have lyrics selected. And the lyrics are, We are the last of rockers making a commotion. Hmm. Yeah, I wonder if it's like more of the kind of like garage rock, rock and roll will never die kind yeah. of deal. Maybe, maybe they're like, oh, we've already we've already like talked about that. Like they've already been doing that shit. But yeah, you would have to you would have to imagine that the title track has to have something going for it. You know, there's a reason why you know that, that they would have that song kind of like embody um the record or or to 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 name it after it so i find that hard to believe not noteworthy i don't i don't i'm not buying it no i, I i'm in total agreement with you I, I i think they're missing something here i mean maybe there there's like a part in the song that like they don't have any words for in in france you know, it's like maybe it's, it's just <laughs> right. like they're just missing something uh, entirely. They're just like they, they they said it's like stubborn over and over again. They're like, yeah, oh, we can't write. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, you know what? I think I think this 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 reviewer is being stubborn by 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 not diving deeper. Um, Be careful because you don't know how that translates to French. It's true. If, there, if there's any French listeners, you know, you know tuning in here you don't know what you're saying to them so i'd be careful I know. that's, that's a great that's a great point that's a great point i gotta i gotta be careful about that uh okay we, we've come now to the final song the final song on the record fancy sauce wow i completely fucking forgot that there is a song called fancy sauce on yes. this record that is insane that was one of the tracks when you were like connor the real track list is crazier than the fake track uh-huh. list. And like fancy sauce is like fucking nuts. It I is. forgot about that. Yeah. Not only is there a song called fancy sauce, but it's also the closer of the record. <laughs> like yeah. you're not going to close with the title track. You're going to close with right. fancy sauce. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's the most intriguing. Um, so they, they uh, go into talking about it. Green Day's latest Savior song opens with a harping vocals and guitar introduction that sounds almost like a lullaby. Again, we hear the unmistakable chords. It closes with a rather long instrumental tale, excellent in a live perspective. Hmm. I wonder... I wonder what that's like. Yeah. That'd be really cool to... To have like this extended, um, you know, instrumental kind of break or outro or something. Um, yeah, because I, that's not really like Green Day. No, 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 it's not. Especially for the end of a record, I, I, I do think it sounds like we're getting kind of an extended uh, instrumental outro for the the end of the record, um, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, 
naming it fancy sauce just you know because because like you know initially we got the name and we're like oh is that like a joke song like some people were, were saying oh maybe it's like a trey song that's that's like the it's like the new all by myself or something um but it's it seems to actually be a serious song that that is that sounds pretty cool um and the lyrics that they wanted to point out it it's just <laughs> one line it says uh we all die young someday hmm yeah, that's that's uh, cool. It's a pretty cool line. Feels a little bit like, um, uh, well, I was gonna say somewhere now, but uh, but I, I'm I'm thinking of this the like second to last song, right? Oh yeah, forever um, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forever now. Thank yep. you. That's it that's does. you know, it's like, uh, like a, a, a better way to die, right? Yes, you know, exactly. That, that whole deal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's kind of going off that idea. It, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, you know, kind of has the lineage, you know, relative of, of forever now and carpe diem, stuff like that. Um, which is and you know maybe cool. maybe it's called fancy sauce. You know, if it if it really is primarily instrumental, it sounds like maybe it opens up. It could just be that one lyric repeated over and over again. Like that yeah, might be the yeah, only yeah. lyrics to the song at all. Actually, and then the rest is yeah. just like only instrumental. And it's like they're like, who cares what we fucking name it? Like call it anything because yeah. it's basically an instrumental. And they just like call it fancy sauce. You're it's right. Like, who the fuck cares? Yeah, no, I know. I I think that's a good. That's a, especially because they say that it opens up like a lullaby. You know, so it's yeah. like I can kind of imagine like them singing that line. It's kind of like a lullaby. And then it builds up with the drums and stuff, and then goes into the instrumental outro. And uh, we we could be in store for one of like the the most bizarre left field Green Day closers we've ever gotten. Yeah, we could, we could. And in my mind, I I, I feel like Fancy Sauce is something like Trey or Mike would say, like like oh that song, like like that song has the fancy sauce, like like the good stuff, like. <laughs> Like, like kind of like a mystery ingredient that makes it magic you know what i mean yes that's kind yes. of the impression yeah. i get um which is cool that's that's very exciting um they they've they've had a great they they do a great job with closers i i, I think this will be no exception um connor with with all of these songs laid out like that and and these kind of samples of lyrics uh correct or incorrect um what what tracks are you looking forward to the most? Do you have any thoughts on the album now that we've kind of, you know, been revealed a, a few more of its secrets? Yeah. Um, I mean, fancy sauce for one, like obviously we were just finishing up our conversation on that, but that, that is like, um, definitely one. I feel like I'm on the lookout for, um, Bobby Socks, I would love to hear. I guess, like, even Bobby Socks and uh, Susie Chapstick, they're talking about, like, kind of the, um, I think they were mentioning, like, the, the sort of American idiot kind of feel. Yes. Or yeah. maybe that's what I was talking about when it's like, oh, is it, like, what's her name? Mm. Um, but I guess, like, <clears throat> like, just in general, um, and I remember we talked about this on a, a previous Saviors discussion where it's like, it seems like they're, they're kind of combining the macro and the micro, you know, it's like a, a, a good chunk of this album seems to be devoted to that, like societal commentary um, and like sort of a, a snapshot of like, you know, this, this is America in, in 2023, you know? Um, but then also 
Billy's like personal struggles and I guess you know not even not even just his struggles because it's like some of it is about like his love and his own expression and um, we get like that uh, father-son track you know so it's it's cool to go through it track by track and, and to, to really get that sense of like yeah it feels like it's it's tackling the big and the small and I like that those things are like kind of laid out side by side you know they're one is just as like important as the other um and that's that's like a really cool direction i think for them to go in because um they've shown time and time again how well they can handle both of those subjects um but oftentimes it does kind of feel like they lean more into one direction or the other yeah you know? yep you're right it's it's never just one thing, like even on American Idiot, even on 21st Century, like there's there's so many tracks that you like know it's coming from a more personal space or like Billy's injecting, you know, um, things from his own personal life into it, obviously. <clears throat> but I, I, it just feels like there's a more um, like uh, kind of like a guiding sense that that they're just like sort of leapfrogging back and forth to both of those things. And I, I don't know. I kind of wonder what it feels like it's going to be saying in the end, you know, it's like, I don't know what, what that's going to mean after listening to the whole record and, and thinking like, well, what's, what is the deal with saviors? You know, what does that mean when all those pieces come together? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is the overarching message of saviors? Um, I mean, part of me does think that it's, you know, the, 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 there's something essential that we're, we're missing from the title track. I don't know. Um, <laughs> right, right. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I, I, it, it does seem like a really cool combination of, um, getting those, you know, social observations, political observations, and also kind of getting to the heart of, of like, you know, what, what billy joe is going through in his personal life um and like in that respect it does kind of seem uh like rev rad you know um but i mean it almost seems even more like <clears throat> even more like bearing your heart than rev rad in a way which is i mean not saying that 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 there was a, a lack of that on that record because there certainly wasn't but um yeah, it it kind of seems like kind of going deeper, which is exciting. Um, I think the tracks that I'm like really hyped for, I think uh, I'm super excited for Dilemma. I think that's going to be really cool, um, especially because like we almost only know the the content of it. We 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 there's not a lot about how it's actually going to sound. Um, yeah, and. A little spoiler or a little uh i don't it's a, a rumor but also kind of uh likely is a dilemma um i think the track length or or the track popped up on amazon music um which which means that it will probably actually be the next single within within the, like uh, the next few weeks or something and we think that they were filming a video last week so we'll we'll see we will see uh -huh. That'd be really cool. Yeah. I hope um, so. Yeah, and, and then obviously fucking fancy sauce is is uh who knows? Who knows what 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 uh is gonna happen in yeah. that one. It's gonna blow our minds, there, I think. There there's all this mystery swirling around fancy sauce. Yes. Yeah, and, and then I think strange days are here to stay. 
Um, I'm excited to hear the the grandma on fentanyl line. That's uh, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be huge if that's in there, as well as the Bowie reference. I think I think both are they're equally good lines. So I'm I'm excited. Uh, but yeah, I mean, overall, I'm I'm fucking stoked. It's it's only made me more uh, excited, and uh, it's gonna be you know um, an absolute unbearable month and a half just a little yeah, over a month and a half it it feels like so close and yet so far i know. You know it's like it's really not that far away at all but that's also part of what makes it seem like you know it's like you're count, counting down the days till christmas or something like it takes longer the, the more you think about it exactly yeah yeah that's so true it's you know so maybe we should just like wrap the podcast up and just not yeah we can just, just not stop talk I about think. green day well, it's not, don't, we had a good talk run. about Green Day anymore, and then you know we had a good run. It was the, we we almost did what we set out to do. Yeah, know? very very close. Um, close enough. But no, I think I think that's a wise idea, Connor. I think we should uh, move on from all this talk of new music to uh, something, you know, about the older albums. Um, in in a lane that I'm kind of unfamiliar with, that uh, you 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 exposed me to uh, just a couple of weeks ago, Connor. Mm-hmm. You you're a big fan of like YouTubers doing reviews and video essays and talking for hours about like albums or movies or books. Um, so that, that, that it's it's kind of like you inviting me into your world. I don't see it that way. I appreciate it. You know, I know that you kind <laughs> of love those. Those video essays about anything and everything. Right? I, you know, I do, <clears throat> I do like to watch YouTube videos. It's usually on on two things: um, video games, which is pretty broad subject, but um, and Star Wars. Those are like the the things that I gravitate towards, and um, a lot of times, <clears throat> you know, they're they're both very frustrating to uh, to watch. So I don't know why I do it to myself, but. Um, it's too late for me, you know. It's like there's 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 no coming back. I'm like I am practically like a grandma on fentanyl, but replace yes. grandma with thirty something, you know, guy, and replace fentanyl with YouTube videos, and it's like, I, you know, I'm done. I'm done. You know that 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 is the, the true epidemic of America. Is thirty something guys being addicted to watching YouTube videos? It sucks. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, but it does suck. Here I and, am. and you know, I I I do kind of uh, get the feeling that you're like, oh, this has caused me so much pain. I'm listening to all these losers and their opinions on Star Wars and on video games. That like, I'm gonna show my friend Connor something that I know will cause <laughs> cause yes. him psychic damage. Yeah, uh, no, like this. I I knew. I mean, I hadn't even watched this video. Yeah. I just knew that you would hate it. Like yeah. it was like engineered. Like. You know, if someone were to, like, build, distill, like, the very essence of the things that would bother you the most in, like, some dark laboratory somewhere underneath, like, the fucking capital, it would be this. It would just only be this. It Probably one of the worst things you've ever watched. In Absolutely. fact, when we watched it together, I was laughing the whole time because you literally could not contain your rage. You're generally uh, a very mild-mannered, um, soft-spoken, pretty well-composed individual. You know, you really are. You're, well, you're a pretty you. easygoing dude. Um, Connor, when we were watching this video, you were seething. 
you were fuming. You, the whole time, your hand, your head is like buried in your hands. You're like, oh my god! You know, like you. It was hard for you. It well, was. I mean, it 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 truly was painful, and um, it it was something that I I, I could not, I couldn't um, keep within myself. I had to, I I I had to yell and and just just let it be known how how against this I am. And and folks, of course. We are talking about uh, the needle drop, right? That's what that's what this guy is called, Anthony Fontano's yes. the needle yeah. drop. Um, very popular YouTuber uh, who who talks about music, rates albums and stuff. He recently made a video where he uh, lists every Green Day album in a tier system. Um, that's and correct. And so, so that's kind of like ranking the albums. Uh, you know, I you've all seen the the images. It's 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 uh, S through F tier list. So I, I guess S would be the 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 highest, the top of the top. Correct. A would A would be like all right, good, very good. Well, it's it's more than all right. Yeah, I mean A, a right. is. It, Connor, A's you, really good, dude. Like, you, imagine being in school and you get an A. Like, it's really good. Yeah, but you never get a, an S. No, no, you don't. All right. Uh, how about you run through the the? Since you know you're more familiar with this kind of uh, YouTube culture, um, and, and this there's, tier, there's nothing, tier there's nothing to run through. There's nothing to run through. People are already familiar with it. The more time you take on it, the the worse it becomes. It's S through F. That's it. Okay. S is the best, and F is the worst. That's it. And it, it's 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 pretty much like school school grading except for the S. The S is the only thing that is different. Yeah, but that's I mean S is a thing. I don't really know where that comes from. I feel like maybe even it might might have originated as like a military thing. Oh, okay, um, okay. But it's it's it is it is top tier. Top um, tier. You see that all the time in video games. It's like because uh, when when video games use ranking systems, oftentimes like you know maybe you'll get an A and you'll be like, wow, I did really good. But like you kind of always ask yourself if you're a gamer, you're like, there's probably an S rank. And then sometimes there's even more than that. Like if you're playing Devil May Cry, it'll be like double S, triple S, like that. Um, that so makes a lot more depends. sense because I mean you know both like the military and video games are blind spots for me. Um, but I, I, you know, after you said that, I was like, well, why are all these fucking nerds like, you know, taking something from from the military? Like, that sounds kind of like, like weird. But but yeah, yeah. so so it's it's all from video games. Of course, the nerds it are is. are kind of uh, you know, um, taking a popular form of uh, of rating in uh, video games and 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 you know using it for their own deplorable uh, devices. Um, exactly right. So yeah, Connor, I I don't even know where to start. This this thing uh th- this video really did drive me crazy. There's a number of I, things that yeah. I need to say. Um I I don't even know, Connor. What like what what are your initial well, thoughts on it? Do you want to kind of run down um So so essentially um yeah, so so again, like the, the Anthony Fantano doesn't really need any introduction um if you're on the internet and you listen to music then you're aware of who this person is um they call him melon <laughs> they do <laughs> they do they sure do um <clears throat> and 
and for the record, I really don't watch this guy's videos. It's just sometimes when you and I hang out, like I'll see something and I'll be like, oh, I know this is really gonna fucking bother Connor. Um, so that's that's where this came from. I, I just want that to be clear. Yeah. Um, not something that I actually spend my time. I waste my time in a myriad of other ways. You're not subscribed um, to his channel. I'm not. No, 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 no. Um, but but yeah, essentially he um, went through their discography, um, and it, I kind of got the impression too that like uh, some some of the parts of this discography, you know, this this either was probably <clears throat> his first time listening to it, or if it wasn't. Um, you know, something that he he obviously doesn't revisit. Like, this this guy does not have Green Day in his rotation, does not, like, generally care for them. Um, very much has this feeling of, like, oh, oh, yeah, I listened to Green Day when I was younger, and then I got into real punk music after and, like, never looked back, you know? Um, that being said, I, I do think that he had um, maybe a surprising number of good things to say about some of these Green Day albums, especially ones that you might not expect him to praise. Um, but I, I think I think what really bothered you and, and what was like maybe a little more difficult to watch was many of his criticisms feel like they come from a place of like wild misunderstanding and ignorance. You know, he's just like so far removed from uh, like Green Day's discography, you know, being a Green Day fan that um, it, it doesn't mean that his his complaints are like necessarily like Ew, invalid but I mean I do think they are it felt like we had, we we had a rebuttal every time it's like why would you you know it's like why would you think that why are you putting that album there like why why is this your criticism like please please back up what you're saying yeah, with, with yeah. anything that feels like you've actually listened to the record because it doesn't sound like you have you know that that was the frustrating part feeling yeah. like it was a one-sided conversation where you are forced to listen to somebody's uh essentially like uneducated green day opinions right yeah yeah no i think i think that's that's exactly what it was and i mean it, it also did kind of give me the vibe like i mean he kind of knew the he kind of has like a thing where it's like oh i i'm just the guy i don't like green day like that's my thing like um and like you know even when he was like trying to be fair to the records it it didn't really it didn't feel that way to me it felt like it was it, you know he's like okay i'm gonna make a few consolations but like you know really just it just ain't that good you know um and it's been a few weeks since we've watched it but like the, the like like one of the first things that i i can remember um that he said was uh especially for Kerplunk and 39 Smooth, he was saying, like, all of the songs would be better if they were, like, recorded, like, for Dookie or in, like, a real studio, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And I just, like... That just... That drove me fucking crazy. Like, I, I mean, it's... it's uh, Especially Kerplunk, it's, it's like, that is a, a fantastic record with, like, songs that are, like, really um deep or like they, they they have a lot of depth and um the songwriting is like terrific and creative and exciting and um i mean it, it's it's just like the the only thing that matters to him is like oh it doesn't sound as good as dookie um which which i feel like really uh does not do it justice 
Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing, like as you'll notice, if you're looking at the tier list, because I have it pulled up here, <clears throat> but 39 Smooth is absent here because according to him, he just lumped 39 Smooth and Kerplunk together as one thing. And it's like, it's you know, insane. That's an insane not, thing to do. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's the thing, right? It, it just feels like it's coming from a place of like complete unfamiliarity. Like you listen to this album once, you know, and, and maybe you just had it like playing on Spotify through your TV while you were in another room. You know, it's like there's, it, it does not feel like there was like a sincere effort to like actually sit down and engage with these records. That's, that's what I think is the most frustrating part because, um, I think any Green Day fan worth their salt would be like, 39 Smooth and Kerplunk are not the same. If, if you're like trying records. to equate those as, as the same thing, it just feels like you don't know what you're talking about. Um, and I'm not just saying that as someone with a Green Day podcast who is currently going through all of 39 Smooth track by track. Like, that's that's just the truth. Like, that's, that, that is just... They are completely distinct records and completely distinct experiences. Um, they're related, for sure, but, like, you can't just say, like, oh, yeah, they're the same. No, no, I mean, you know, as far as songwriting goes... Uh, they're, they're, they're very different records and, um, you know, you can see a clear progression of, uh, you know, Billy Joe as a songwriter from record to record, uh, from, you know, from 39 Smooth to Kerplunk and, and, and in a huge way. Um, so yeah, to, to just lump them together and discount them, uh, pretty much wholesale. It's, it's, it's really, yeah. it's like, you're not serious about this dude, you know, it's like, no, no. Uh, you know, believe me, I'm I'm a big Green Day fan. <laughs> it's like you're not yeah. you're not being serious. Be for real, buddy. Um, the the other thing that that I I uh, hated that he said was, um, that that there wasn't uh or like Insomniac was not a good follow up to Dookie. Like it seems like they just kind of phoned it in. Oh yeah, that that's nuts. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's you know he like pretty much tried to make it seem like. Um, Insomniac was like them trying to do Dookie again, but like with less time, like they didn't take the time to write good songs. And, you know, I, I think we, we even, you know, mentioned like, I mean, Insomniac again is, is, is a very different record that's informed by Dookie. Um, it's not trying to ape Dookie and it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a, it's very much it's, it's its own thing, but, uh, it's not meant to be like, a um, the same kind of pop punk record Dookie was, um so like for to, to be at like the the perspective to be like it's dookie but but um less good is just is is really insane yeah you know what's really funny about it too is um so uh years ago i i did i did go through like a little bit of a youtube thing where i i would listen to like Amp okay he admits it a little bit just a little bit right just a little bit and um i know for a fact that um this guy really likes the blue album really likes pinkerton really likes pinkerton and it's like isn't it nuts because it's essentially a, a very similar dynamic where it's like the massive breakthrough success followed up by like kind of the recoiling commentary on the, the darker record the yeah. yeah right like the the catapult to to fame um it's like, how could you see that so clearly with Weezer and like have that go completely over your head with Green Day? 
um, seems strange to not pick up on any of that, you know? Um, so it's, it's odd that, yeah, that was his takeaway for insomnia. Uh, yeah. I, I think it just <clears throat> goes down to like, he's, he's not really engaging with the material in good faith. I don't think that's just, I think you're right about that's that. all I can think. Of, uh, th- that's the only explanation really. Like it's, it's all just very surface level, um, assumptions and, and, uh, critiques. Um, and, and we're yeah, gonna, I mean, ultimately, I'm sorry, go on. Uh, I was going to say, we're going to go through the whole thing. Um, but, uh, I, I think first I, I, they're j- just like the ones that the, the big points that, that really stuck out to me, I did want to address, but go ahead, Connor. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. And I was going to say like, um, obviously like on, on YouTube or as it is with, um, pretty much anything on the internet, even podcasts, um, you know, you're, you're trying to get as much engagement as possible. And even though he is not, uh, a Green Day fan by any stretch. He's well aware that many of his listeners are. It's kind of funny the way that that works, I think. But, like, I, it's one of those things. I think there's probably a pretty noticeable uptick, like, when he reviews a Green Day album, right? Like, he... And so, it, it does feel like a little bit of, um, like, engagement bait, you know? Yeah, where, where, yeah, like, yeah, absolutely. He, he might not care very much, but like he knows that by doing this, um, he'll it'll it'll net him a lot of views. Um, He's like, there's going to be two hundred thousand views easy. I'm going to just right. P- say some bullshit P- about P- Kerplunk. People are just gonna, people are just going to get mad, right? It's like who knows? Maybe maybe he deliberately uh, gave some of these these. Um, bad Green Day opinions just to piss people off. Just so people um, would angrily comment. I don't know think so. Do. I, I do think that everything he said here is probably actually what he thinks, but, um, but yeah, it's funny. You know, and, and I don't even uh, disagree that these are his actual opinions, but I, I, I think that they're his opinions because um, he has just not really engaged with the material in a meaningful way. Um <clears throat> The, the the next thing I wanted to say was was he called um, and I, and right now I'm actually scrolling through the video with captions on so I can remember what he said because it's been a few weeks. Um, yeah. But he said that uh, warning is unimaginative and bland. Yeah, yeah, that that one. And and ranks that one D tier. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, for any Green Day record to be unimaginative and bland, you pick warning. What? No other Green Day album sounds like Warning. No, what the? F- it, it, I just it's it, it is mind boggling. Yeah, but I think I think from his like outside looking in perspective, like he hears it more as you know like this turn of the century, you know, early two thousand, like going into that time period, like radio rock, right? Like nineties radio yeah. rock, nineties yes. all contemporary. Exactly. He's like, he just sees this as Green Day just trying to like lean into the the sound of the time, you know, just to, you know, j- just to try to stay relevant. You know, it's like they're, he, he feels like they're abandoning something in order to like, be, to, to smooth down the edges, you know, to become something else, to be more palatable. And yet, yeah, that's the thing that I think makes Warning stand out. It's one of my favorite Green Day records, as you know. Yeah, so, um, absolutely. And I mean, it's 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 one that has been you know correctly uh, reappraised since its its release. You know, its uh, fans have have really come to bat for it, and 
in those those years because it was kind of panned on on release it's a great record um one that i think he would like if he listen if he actually listened to it with with his his ears not with his uh his his critics lens um i don't know because because it's also it's also not a, a radio rock record it's like very much not that like i i, I get kind of the position he's taking and how it might make sense but it's just it's not it's not at all what he's saying it is right yeah i i um i agree with that for sure and then what did um, he fucking say about american idiot like the black parade is better like like he's like <clears throat> yeah and and also he feels like it just ultimately he's like you know i think his takeaway was um american idiot gets a lot of what he feels I think is undeserved credit yeah, for like, yeah, taking yeah. on the Bush administration. And he's like, well, this record doesn't oh, have like, yes. anything to say. Yes. You know, he feels like it's, it's kind of just like playing dress up and, and it's, it, it, he, he feels like it kind of fails at like any, any sense of like actual critique. Right. It's, it's kind of just, um, it's, it's commenting on the times without like having anything of its own to say. He feels, he feels. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't, that might be one of his his more reasonable takes to be honest with you but um it it's still yeah it's not giving its due and then i think he he uh I, i'm scrolling now he says like oh it gave us the broadway cast recording and that's unforgivable i'm just like just, <laughs> <laughs> just go fuck yourself man you know i don't know yeah um, yeah, it, it it feels like just a contrarian take to be yes, like, oh, American yes. idiot is C tier. Yeah, you know, yeah. because um, I I feel like even like yeah, I, I agree it's a reasonable what what we were discussing before. Like I could see someone legitimately thinking that, and we kind of had a similar discussion when going over our initial thoughts on uh, the American Dream is killing me. Yeah, so I think it's not without like any kind of merit or, or not being worthy of like discussion or bringing up. But, um, I mean, American idiot kind of like, <laughs> you know, it, it changed the musical landscape of the time. Like, um, it's a Titanic record. Um, it, it just feels very dismissive regardless of like your, your criticisms on it. Um, it feels very, very dismissive to be like, oh, well, I don't think it actually really grapples with anything to do with the Bush era. So uh, bad record. And it's like that feels disingenuous. It, if yes. You ask me. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. Because like while that that critique is is not invalid and, and it does it, it does hold some weight, um, he is missing the forest for the trees. Like there there is so much more to the record than just rock against the bush um and so yeah it's, it's it's like really a simplified version of of uh of this this monumental project boiled down to to one thing that he he thinks is embarrassing and actually you know he kind of doubles down on that for 21st century breakdown i think which you know pretty much just says that it's like everything bad about american idiot just you know amplified and and you know turned into like even more of a hot topic rock thing which which again is like it's not that, that it, that's a popular critique because it's not wrong but it's just it's it's not the only thing about that album like that the album is actually um an expansion on green day's uh sound and there's like 
so many things that they that that they do on that record that are like they're really pushing boundaries and uh and it's it's not perfect it's it's, it's one of my least favorite records from green day but it's like you, you you can't boil it down to like oh it's american idiot part two but worse yeah yeah i i agree with everything that <coughs> that you said there um and I don't want to harp on on uh, you know much more on this. It's it's you know it really. Boils. I know I know we we could be here all we, day. We really sure. could, and uh, you know I'm I'm being very embarrassing, yelling about Green Day um, because of this 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 guy's uh, uninformed opinions. But you know you got to live your truth, and as they say, to be cringe is to be free, and I really do adhere to that uh, that motto. Um, uh, the the only good thing about this whole review or or this ranking is he you know because he's not really attached to the the green day narrative or like really cares what what the mainstream thinks of them he just you know hates them in their own in, in his own way for his own reasons um he he does actually rank the trilogy in an appropriate way i feel um which is which is more than than most uh, people and publications really have ever done at this point. He he ranks uh, the trilogy C tier along with American Idiot, Insomniac, and Kerplunk, which was kind of that was mind boggling to me. It's like it's like I, I really want to fucking hate you, um, or I really do hate you, but I agree with you <laughs> on this one thing. You know, it's yeah. like it's like the most annoying person that you know makes a good point. It's that it's yes, that mean. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I, uh, I I hear you, and I think you're exactly right in like why he comes to that conclusion. But it it is kind of cool that he he says that at all because um, you know much like how you're saying, warning has gotten its uh, reappraisal. Um, you know the the trilogy really deserves to um, be taken on its own merits for all the things that it it largely succeeds in doing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I I really I, I forget what he said about Rev Rad. I don't even know if he uh, I, I, he was not keen on it, was he? No, I think he mostly just thinks it's like boring. And he says he and says it's comedy. underwhelming and predictable and average. Yeah. Um. I don't, which you know, I don't As, feel that way, no, but no. I can see why someone would because it, it is sort of like the return to form album for Green Day. Mm-hmm. So like I, I can see someone coming away with that take too. Yeah, that, I mean, that's I, not what I believe. I'm no, just I saying, know, like, I, know. I, I understand where he's coming from. I, yeah. I, I do get it. I do get it. Um, but you know, it's again, it's just like, all right, it's not the whole picture. It's not the whole picture. Um, and then we, we, you know, move on from that uh, to Father of All Motherfuckers, which uh, I, I think he has another mind-boggling opinion. I, I, I think he. Uh, you know he pretty much says it's like a bunch of crappy pop songs right mm-hmm. uh which which is which is the popular kind of uh take on the web um and like there's one song i think that you can argue that is is that you know and that's oh yeah and uh i mean it's it's kind of a uh, you know, I think the the pe- pe- people have a really hard time um, getting over the cover art, and from there, which is one of the cool things about it. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
uh, I, I people don't really get it, and then they kind of go in with a with with like weird preconceived notions. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Obviously, this riles me up. You can tell this is uh, uh, easily the most incensed I think I've ever been on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> What do you okay? Last thing because we pretty much covered everything else though. But what do you make of uh, Dookie in the top spot? Dookie Dookie's in A, Nimrod's B. What, what do you make of him uh, declaring that those are the two best Green Day albums? Um, I I, I think it's I I I think Nimrod being in in B tier is is deserved. I think that it's 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 a great Green Day album. It's it's uh, worthy of of um, putting it up there. Dookie, uh, I mean, it's just a it's it's a basic bitch take. It really is. It's just it's just a basic bitch take. I mean, you know, you can make it more basic by adding American Idiot in there with it. Um, the only thing is that album has also earned it. You know, like if I mean, I I don't. I, yeah, okay. Do like you kind of fell in love with with Dookie during the summer of '94 when your life was good and all these things, you know, you were making happy memories and, um, and so, yeah, it's now put on a pedestal, uh, for all of eternity. And I, I do, I, I, I love Dookie. It's a great record. It's, um, you know, it's foundational for a reason. It's influential for a reason. It, it inspired so many pop punk bands to do what they do. And, and, uh, that's another album that, that changed the musical landscape for good reason. But it's not one of their best records. It's just not, and that's. And I know that might might even be something that you disagree with. But um, I, for for me, Dookie is is low. It's lower. It's it's lower on the list for me. Wow, you know, we, I think, are going to have to make our own Green Day discography tier list. That will be an interesting thing for us to discuss at some point. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's inevitable. I think we we have to uh, do do the tier list, and um, you know, I, I I think I I'd invite the listeners to do the same. I think that would be fun to kind of compare and contrast with some people, um, because you know, it's 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 not going to be what you think for for either of us. I don't think for you know, as far as listeners uh, go, we we might have some surprises for you. Um, yeah, I mean, Connor, I is there anything uh, you want to say about this clown, this absolute clown? I, That's why they I call him Ronald McDonald, right? Is because he's a clown. Oh my god! Right? I don't know. I I just wanted to mention Bozo um, the clown. <laughs> I just wanted to mention, um, like, it's funny because, like, I I feel like in a way we're sort of like dissecting this whole it's like oh you know this he he must think this which is why this album is in this spot or you know he's he's coming from this place as a listener and you know i i think it's worth um maybe having just a moment of self-reflection at at the end of our discussion here too because um you know obviously we are here talking about green day on our own time with our with our own green day Connor, podcast this is embarrassing we should not have brought this up. This is very embarrassing for us. For me especially. Well, 
we've it's too late. It's, it, we've done it. We've done and it. So so all, all I mean is um you know for for like talking about like where someone else might be coming from and why they would rank the records in the way that they do. Um certainly it's it's at least worth acknowledging like we're biased, you know. Extremely. We are. We oh, just are um biased. And so so all the things that um you know, uh, Anthony Fantano points out as like criticisms, um, things that he doesn't like. It's very easy for us to be like, what? Are you kidding me? That thing you don't like is like the very thing that I like about that record. And we've been listening to, to almost all of these albums since we were like, you know, 10 and 12 respectively, which is nuts. We're talking about like two thirds of our lives. Yeah. It's insane. Um, being being like very strongly dedicated to one band um as music listeners like we i would say like our music taste is is pretty uh varied um and you know we we have since uh listens to um a lot of other genres a lot of other uh um acts but our, you know our tastes we, have expanded never... but the core remains the same yes yeah it's kind of like you know, like the solar system or something. It's like, it doesn't matter how many things are rotating around the sun. That, you know, center of the, the fucking galaxy doesn't change. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, galaxy and solar system are not the same. But, like, you get my meaning there. Yeah, it's like, so, it's, 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 it's like we all know that the Earth is the center of the universe, but it expands <laughs> outwardly. Yeah, that's obviously what I meant. So, um, so all I mean is, like, it's it's kind of funny because we're we're coming at it from a place of being super fans and he's coming at it from a place of like being pretty much checked out and you know very casual about it and of course like those two perspectives are going to meet in in a clash you know like not in the middle like somewhere else on that spectrum yeah yeah so um it is at least worth mentioning and i you know i I also wanted to say um as i understand it we have a pretty substantial fan base these days and i just would not i wouldn't i would feel so bad um if our fans were to like you know go out and like mob this this poor guy you know oh, just I trying know. to make a living on youtube Helpless. um so so i you know i just want to say please please do not like we do not you know take our position as the number one Green Day podcast and the only Green Bay podcast that matters lightly. You know, no, we don't. This oh, no. The the crown wears heavy upon our heads. With so great power comes great responsibility. I, I just feel like I had to, to take a moment to just to to say we do not endorse any attack on Anthony Fantano, no matter how bad his Green Day opinions are. No, no, no. Because that's just not the game that we play. And we know, we know that our fans could destroy, just take him down. I mean, what we've built with this podcast, Connor, is scary. It, Yeah, I mean, it's too powerful. It is too powerful. Um, It's, you know, I think the only equivalent that I can think of is like, uh, like Taylor Swift or Beyonce fans. Yes. I mean, the only only thing that could possibly come even closer to that in comparison would be Paul and the Fremen from Dune. So True, yeah, it's yeah. we we just have, you know, this this swirling um you know, power around us and I just think we have to be careful about you know, where where it feels like it's being aimed at because I just would not want to ruin someone's Green Day or or rather someone's YouTube career 
over just some Green Day opinions. I know. You know? No, I, I I couldn't agree more. Don't don't um destroy his livelihood. He is just a uh, mere YouTube video content creator. Um, he only has 1.7 million subscribers. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a lot. It's not a lot of subscribers. You know, it's a uh, he he's he's put in the hard work. You know, and I and I mean, what like what 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 can you do? He's a hard-working man, Connor. You know, it's like you got to respect the grind. You got to respect know? the grind exactly. And and also, I I, I want to kind of um, extend a personal olive branch to Mister Fantano. Um, you know, I I I do want you to uh, know that you know there's no ill will, no hard feelings. You may have listened to to what we've had to say, and and, and I mean. I, I imagine you're shaking in your boots right now. You're you're just cowering with fear in the corner, and uh, I don't want you to feel that way. Um, it, you know, I, I I respect you as a person. I'm sure you're a lovely guy. I've heard good things. Uh, I know we both live around the same area. Um, and if if you ever wanted to come on Green Dudes and plead your case, you are more than welcome. And I promise you, the conversation will be respectful and cordial. Um, you know, as, as we'll, we'll, we'll invite you as a guest into our home. Uh, and, um, so, you know, if, if you ever want to, uh, jump on the pod, please let us know. We'd be happy to have you. Um, and well said, buddy. thank you. Thank you. I, you know, that, that's about it. Uh, I, I, um, don't know, Connor, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap the episode up? You know, if anyone else sends in their green day tier list, like we suggested, um, I would not want to give the impression that we are here to tear you down because a big thing that we were focusing on with Mr. Fantano was feeling like um, just the reasoning maybe did not fully align with where those things landed on the tier list. I could see someone submitting this exact tier list that we are discussing, but for completely different reasons and going, you know what? I get it. Um, I, I think that everyone's Green Day tier list is going to look a little bit different. So I, I wouldn't want to give the impression that we think that there's a right answer or that we are here to um, criticize anyone in a way that discourages them from sharing because that that was not the purpose of this. So no, that, that's just, a great that's a clear, great distinction. Like, that's a great anyone distinction anyone to make. could have a different tier list. Yeah. Um, it's it's just a matter of I think coming at it with an open heart and um, you know a willingness to to listen and support your choices. You know. Yeah, I mean that's a great point, Connor. Because you know, if somebody looked at our tier lists that are are yet to come, I mean, I I know mine would be torn to shreds you know my my my, uh, most of my opinions on the internet about green day especially are torn to shreds um we probably would lose a lot of listeners honestly we 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 probably would lose that's a great point for when we release our tier list that's a great point i mean our our rabid fan base connor might might turn their ire towards us yeah which is a scary prospect it it is scary to think about Yeah. yeah um so that 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 day will come eventually uh, but until then, I, we, we appreciate that you're on our side. Um, thanks for listening. And uh, while we're at it, you know, just want to let you know that we, we uh, if you enjoy hearing us talk about Green Day, we also talk about uh, books on our other podcast, Chapter Chumps. Uh, Connor, do you want to give a little, a little Chapter Chumps plug? 
Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Um, if for some reason you felt like, wow, I don't think I've heard their voices enough. Well, there is a nearly endless uh, supply from where that came from. And uh, one bonus out. voice, too. Yes, that's right. Yep. Um, uh, our, our other lifelong childhood friend, Joshua O'Connor, uh, joins us on the podcast where uh, we, we discuss books uh, just a couple chapters at a time um, and essentially uh, give a, a brief overview and kind of, kind of break it down and, and share our thoughts, um, much like in the way that we've done today. Uh, sort of a, a mixture of uh, coming at it from, you know, I, I think a thoughtful perspective, but also, uh, you know, just a heavy dose of, like, casual discussion and and just like um, grounded but nuanced opinions. Right now, we are reading through The Lord of the Rings, and we are on the verge of starting the final book in that series, The Return of the King. So if you happen to be a Lord of the Rings fan, be on the lookout for that. Um, and there's already a wealth of Lord of the Rings episodes and Hobbit episodes for you to check out that are already up. And our opinions might make you crazy. Especially if you're a Bo Ramirez fan. <laughs> they might. They might. But, um, and, uh, but we, we explain our perspectives, you know, very yeah, thoroughly. Yeah. So. And it's it's never silly either. So just to reassure you, it's not. There's no goofing around. No silliness. It's a very serious podcast. That's a good point. Yeah. It's just a, like Green Very, Beans. very academically minded. Yes, um, you know, exactly. more, more of like a stuffy book club, you can imagine. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Um, but yeah, you can, you can uh, check that out if you like. Um, if you want to follow green dudes on social media you can do so at green dudes pod on both twitter and instagram um you can uh rate and review us on all of the uh the, the major podcast platforms especially apple podcasts i think that that's the one that that matters the most uh we would appreciate it and say some kind words or if you're a fantano head or a melon head as they, <laughs> they, they call his fan base i'm sure some of you will be listening to this um i mean you can tear us apart please please tell us tell us the error of our ways tell us why we're wrong we will listen okay well we we opened this can of worms we had it coming uh we accept that so just go to town on us um and for everything else we do, there is some that we're not going to get into now. You can visit CorruptTV.com. But until next time, folks, stay punk. Stay punk. Hell yeah.